technical difficulties. All right. Okay, so uh, we're going to turn the AC on for, I think, the first time this year. So hopefully it'll work. You guys, uh, does it feel like this is a good place to be teaching from right here? Because earlier I was up on the stage and I felt like, like there was some power here, you know? <laughs> like I could be like, church, church, you know, and everyone be like, all right, sorry. All right, so, uh, man, that was good music. I mean, it, uh, that, just that, all my hope is in Jesus, and I thought, man, thank God my yesterday is gone. And I know some of you guys have, have uh, you know, every one of us is from a different walk in life. We've all experienced so many different things, but man, I can tell you that really grabs your heart, doesn't it, when you think, you can think back to a, a situation you went through and you can go, oh, man, I am so glad that yesterday is gone, you know. Amen. And that's, I, you know, that is really the message. That is the, <clears throat> the renewing in Christ that is so delicious. I think that drives us together here. and So uh, we are, last week Pastor Rich was um, teaching on the Bible, correct? Yeah. How much, you know, all the knowledge, all the good stuff in it. And it was so funny because he, uh, he talked about Proverbs. And, I, and I, from where I was in the church, I could almost see Jesus pointing at it and saying, this is what I want you to talk about next week. He was like right behind the pastor, right up there. And so I want to talk about Proverbs, but I think in 2016 or 15, I did a version of this. So if, if you're like, oh, I remember this, don't be the guy that's like, bah, I remember this, I don't need to hear it. Because we know repetition builds strength, right? You go to the gym and you get swole because it's repetition builds strength, right? Or you get yoked. Or you get jacked, when you, either one of those words that you guys like. Uh, so we'll start in Ecclesiastes. I just love this. Uh, History merely repeats itself. It has all been done. Nothing under the sun is truly new, right? That is so true. It is, it is, we watch history repeat itself. Years ago, Ronald Reagan said, uh, and I remember when I read this quote, he said, uh, we are only one generation away from losing our freedom. I thought, what in the world is that guy talking about? You know, of course, I was a young man at the time, and uh, moving forward, and, and I, obviously, this is not a political talk, but I just want to say it's just interesting to see a, a drive towards uh, socialism, right? And, and if you look at history and you look at, at what the preacher's saying here, what Solomon's saying is that we, we tend to repeat stuff. You know, things that, that you know, at one, at one point in our history, you look at it and go, oh, man, who would ever want to do that? And then we find ourselves repeating it. So that is why we need the wisdom of God's Word. We need Proverbs, right? Before we get into Proverbs, oh, doggone it, technology. So before we get into Proverbs, remember, what was it like... Uh, Three or four weeks ago, I preached on, or taught on, fear of failure, correct? And, uh, um, and one of the, the quotes I use is when Jesus said, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free, right? You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And, uh, um, but I left off the first part right here, and it's interesting, and, and, and I correlated it to, uh, have you guys, do you guys know what the number one killer of a construction worker is? 
What? Falling. Falling, right? Gravity. It's the number one killer of construction workers is gravity. You know, and when you start looking at that and you start looking at the training that we go through, uh, because now as you, as you look at it, you say, wow, this stuff, you know, uh, gravity, gravity kills. You know, gravity takes away. Gravity isn't your friend. And it's so funny because, uh, um, you, you know, you'll look at a ladder and it'll say, like on the second step, it'll say, no step here. And then on the top it says, don't ever even, why, you idiot? You know, uh, and I'm telling you, I'll go out to job sites and I, I can't tell you how many times I'll walk through, there'll be a guy standing, and not my people, it'll be other people. I have no authority over, but I'll walk by and I'll say, that leads to death, brother. Oh, I know. They know that gravity kills, right? We know it, but we do silly, we do knuckleheads. Oh, I'm just going to get up on here for a minute, or I'm just going to. That's not understanding. That's not living. That's why we have, you know, hours. We have these OSHA 10 classes where we go like five hours of fall safety, fall. You're locked in. You're you know, but it's getting people not only to know it, you know, like you will know the truth where you have right here. It says, right, it says you got to, you know, first you believe in Jesus and you continue in his word. So you learn from God's word. You learn and you see the, the pitfalls that, that follow us. And then you know the truth. And that's the truth that sets you free. Does that make sense? We're going to go into Proverbs, but I just wanted to, that's like the found, that's our foundation. That's why they say Christ is the cornerstone. That's our cornerstone that we stand on is the truth. But we've got to know the truth. And uh, going back to uh, the teaching on fear of failure, uh, I, I put this uh, Crown Vic front end in the, in the 72 Ford truck, and I put it in wrong, right? I mean, I literally just put it in wrong. And... Uh, um, and this little kid named Jace, it's, it's my next door neighbor's uh, son. And he was standing there. He was like looking at me. And I said, Jace, right now I want to kick that welder over. I want to throw. I was just going through this whole list of things that I wanted to do. And I said, but I'm not going to. I said, because I know the truth. And the truth is setting me free. I, how many Crown Vicks have I put in a 72 Ford truck? It's the first one, right? Why would I think I could do it? Why would I think I could just nail it on the first time? I know I really felt that could, but, but not, right? So immediately I start thinking all this, the lies come back from the past. Well, of course, you're a failure. You're a knucklehead. You're, you're this. You're that. All the stuff that doesn't line up with God's word, you know? So I just speak truth. My, that's the truth that sets us free. God's word is the truth that sets us free. You got that, church? All right, we're going to stay here for a second. Okay. There we go. All right, so we're going to get into Proverbs, and this is the, uh, this is Proverbs 1, and, uh, and if you just take, if you just look at the highlighted words there, uh, wisdom, instruction, understanding, insight, prudent, right, just, fair, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David. You guys know that story. The, the Proverbs of her gaining wisdom, instruction, understanding, insight for receiving instruction and prudent behavior for doing what is right, just, fair. You know, uh, moving to the, the to, uh, four to six for prudence, knowledge, discretion, learning, guidance, understanding of Proverbs and parables. Uh, you really, when you start looking at, at, at Proverbs, you begin to realize 
begin to realize that God's Word can really stop a lot of uh, uh, poor decisions in our lives, but you have to embrace it. And there's some, there's some areas, there's some, some barriers we have that stop us from uh, enjoying uh, God's Word and living it, and not just knowing it, but abiding in it. Proverbs are short statements written to increase our wisdom. Similes, parables, and stories are used to increase our spiritual wisdom and relationship with God. Jesus used all of these when speaking to crowds. It's interesting. If you look at when Jesus, like uh, the prodigal son, when he was talking to that group, he had, he had Pharisees, he had lawyers, and then he had sinners. Obviously, they're all sinners, right? And as he's telling the story of the prodigal son, you have some people who are like going right on, amen, you know, because they're either the Pharisee or they're the sinner, right? If you're the sinner, you can really grab a hold of that story because you've been, you know, you've been in a situation where one day you wake up and go, oh my gosh, these pigs are eating better than me, you know, and then the path back uh, uh, to God. The, the Good Samaritans, another, he, was, he had lawyers, he had, uh, um, in fact, a lawyer had just tried to chick, trick him. And then he had a bunch of sinners around him, and he, he told the parable of the Samaritan. And, and the Samaritans at that time were people that the, that the Jews disliked. And for him to be the hero of the story, it's like, no, that's not right. You know. But what it does is it wakes us up. It gets us to see and hear at different levels. That's why Jesus told him. If you look at back when Nathan rolled up on King David, what a mess. You're the guy that gets picked to talk to the king about his sin. You know, that's the kind of stuff that gets your head cut off, right? Okay, you're going to go talk to the king. You're going to tell him what he did was terrible, and he's a sinner, and he should repent. <laughs> tell me, there's a lot of faith just stepping into that realm. But see, Nathan uses, this is before Christ, obviously, but Nathan uses the same technique. He, he explains to David, he goes, he's king, hey, check out the story. I want to tell you about this guy who had this little, this little baby lamb, this beautiful white, and he loved it, and his family loved it, and they would eat together, and little snacks, and then they would sleep. You know, and so David's listening. Oh, man, this guy loves this little lamb. You know, and he goes, yeah, and then there was this rich guy who had flocks of lambs and everything he could ever want. And you know what he did, David? Took that guy's lamb, and he killed it, and he fed it to his buddy who came into town. So David's like, listen to the story. He jumps up. He goes, that guy needs to die, man. That guy needs to pay tenfold. I mean, he's like just typical deal when you get drawn into a story. That's when Nathan said, that guy is you, king. You know, And that's why there's power in these stories because you can get drawn into them. And you can either be the, you know, most of the time I feel like I'm the, the, the sinner in the story. I never get to really be the lawyer, the Pharisee, you know. <laughs> Uh, although I have, you know. So Proverbs are, are great. Um, they're, they're knowledge bombs that God gives us, you know, to go through. And then what you want to do is you want to apply them to your life. You don't want to just know the truth. You want the truth to set you free, so you have to live it. You have to walk it. Uh, Proverbs are not commands. They're distilled bits of Wisdom and advice, you can think of them as pointing out the downsides of either acting or not acting. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of people think that Proverbs contradict, but they're not. It, it, Proverbs are really written for us, and we all have different personalities. You know, I have a business partner that likes to analyze. This is my own 
likes to analyze till he's paralyzed, right? Or he's the guy that's, uh, he who hesitates suffers loss. And I'm on the other side. I'm the guy that, uh, what's that proverb it is? Uh, look before you leap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'll get knee jerky and I'll just take off. And then afterwards I'm going, what in the world? You know, and that's how the Proverbs are written. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you, or you yourself will be just like him. What? Answer a fool according to his folly, or he, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Well, which is it? Which is it, Annie? <laughs> Leo, do we answer this guy, or we just go, you're an idiot, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's like a specific proverb to the situation. There's going to be people that you look at and go, hmm. I'm going to say anything to that guy, you know, because obviously he's, he's ingrained in his nonsense. And there's other people you grab and go, hey, listen, I just want to tell you, that leads to death, brother. That's, there's a pain train you're getting on, and it gets painful. You know, right now it looks all good, you know. So, uh, so Proverbs don't contradict each other. It's written specific to our own personalities. There are three types of individuals described in Proverbs. The simple the foolish, the wise. Simple. The simpleton, those who are not moving at all with respect to the Lord, so they're just young, on account of age, inexperience, or incapacity of some sort, are called simple. This person is not unreligious or immoral, at least not yet, but rather a child or childlike person who is still starting out on the path of life, and thus is about to decide whether to move towards the Lord or away from Him. So, uh, how many of you have lived as simpletons? Just one, two, <laughs> few, couple. Uh, yeah, it's the first part of our life. You know, we really feel, you know, and we've said it before here, that bumper sticker, hire a teenager, why they know everything, uh, Dill. It is, we, we really have a feeling like we understand it all, and we know it, and we, we got this, right? And, and the reality of it is, is uh, um, we just have a, no life experience. And the, uh, the proverb right there, 2712, and I, and I know probably every one of my girls can repeat this. A wise man sees danger and seeks shelter. The simpleton marches right down that path and suffers destruction, right? And, I, and I, over the years, I know I've told, man, in this, I look at simple things that I've done as a young man. I feel like I lived simple for almost to like 40-something. Uh, but I, have I told you guys the skateboard story, Simpleton? So, uh, so you guys know I grew up in Sedona, right? And uh, I went to this yard sale, and this is in the olden days. I mean, we, we just got out of horses and buggies and stuff. And there's a skateboard there for sale, and this old lady selling the skateboard, and it had, it's aluminum, right? I'd never seen an aluminum skateboard. We had, like, the old wood ones with the clay wheels. Yeah, I mean, and so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what the heck? And she wanted $5, which is like a year's wages for a 14-year-old. And uh, I remember begging my mom to get it, and I remember the old lady going, this is my grandson's, or was my grandson's. He's an idiot. He almost killed himself. You know, and so here's how the simpleton thinks. Well, that poor knucklehead, you know. Uh, so my mom bought it for me. I took it uh, to my dad's feed store. It was on this road called Brewer Road. It's a, it's a hill in uptown Sedona. It's a big hill, right? 
And uh, I got the skateboard. Now, I want you to think about this. I'd never ridden a skateboard. It's not like I'm a skateboarder, right? Got this skateboard, went up to the top of this hill. Didn't start like halfway or, you know, like a wise man would be like, maybe you start right here. Or went to the top of the hill. Those are the olden days. I had no shirt on. I had like uh, Levi cutoffs. And there's a shoe. We called it a thong back then. It was, but that's a shoe, okay? So I had these thongs on, and I climbed up on top of the skateboard. It all made sense, right? Uh, didn't hear any of the warnings, didn't hear, and took off on that skateboard. I'm telling you, within seconds, I felt like my fish was pulled back like that. Everything was going, and, uh, and my brain was like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to end well, right? And, it, and it's one of those deals where I knew it wasn't going to end well, and I, f I feel like maybe I was halfway down the hill, but really probably only 10 feet into it. And I jumped off that thing, and of course, you know, those shoes, the thongs that are a shoe, they ripped apart, and I skidded on this thing, you know, with no shirt, no, uh, got up, grabbed that skateboard, went to my dad's feed store and sawed it right in half, aluminum skateboard. <laughs> That's a simpleton, right? There's no, there's no logic, there's no, like a wise man would say, hey, you ever rode a skateboard? No, well, let's start here on the easy area and just, you know, go about a quarter of, that's how a simpleton operates. There is no thinking through anything, right? And that's, that's us when we're young, supposedly just to be young, and we, we're supposed to grow out of it, right? Then the next one is the fool, the foolish. Those who are moving away from the Lord are called foolish. The people are like, ah, I don't need that God stuff. I got this handled. The person is not ignorant or uneducated, but rather a person who doesn't want to change anymore. He thinks he's doing just fine on his own and doesn't need, or doesn't need any more help, especially not from God, right? I feel like I've lived, you know, uh, from being a little kid, uh, wayside Chapel, the lady scared me. I was like, I'm for Jesus. But then it's like, I got a lot of stuff I got to do. Foolish thinking, right? Foolish uh, behavior. And, um, and it, it falls right real close to... Has it, let me ask this before I tell the story. Foolish, has anyone been foolish in here? <laughs> okay. All right, this crowd's warming up. We only had one simpleton earlier. <laughs> A lot of fools, we can act foolish, and we're, I'll tell you, we, we had just got done, this is when I was in the Marine Corps, we had this thing called a line charge, it dragged 1,600 pounds of C4 out over a minefield, it's a rocket, right, you, you fire the thing, and when rockets, you know, you guys heard a rocket go off, they don't go, psh, like in the movies, they make a, like an explosion, boom, it takes off, drags this stuff. We're at the end of this training, and we have one of these linear charges that has no C4, though. It's just a rocket, and it's, it's on the end of this thing. And so this lieutenant, I said, the guys are like, hey, let's set the rocket off. I'm like, let's do it. This lieutenant's like, Sergeant Wright, this isn't a good idea. And I'm like, what? We're out in the middle of the desert, right? What's it going to do? What are we? Come on. And so he's trying, to, he's trying to speak to the fool in me, right, and, and to everyone else, because I'm like, come on, lieutenant. What's, come on. Let's just do this thing. We fire that rocket off. Boom, makes that big explosion, and it's on this deal like this, and it starts shooting up, and all of a sudden it's going up, and then it's coming back around, and then it's like all of a sudden my, my brain was like, oh my gosh, it doesn't have 1,600 pounds of C4 on it, right? So its, it's trajectory is this way with the weight. Without it, it's like this. Well, once it starts coming back down right on top of us, right, everyone's scattering, and all I can think of is, 
Why didn't I listen to that lieutenant, right? Hits the ground, it explodes, it's solid body fuel, flaming fuels going everywhere, shooting by you while we're running out through the desert. He spent the next 30 minutes stomping out, trying to stomp out rocket fuel that's flaming, bushes and on fire. And I was going, oh, thank God nobody died. You know what I'm saying? Because really, I pushed this lieutenant into launch because I'm a sergeant, right? You listen to sergeants. They're crusty and old and know everything. Foolish, foolish. We do foolish things. We can be simpletons. We can be fools. But what we want to be is wise, right? Wise. Because here's the deal. When we make foolish decisions, who suffers? We suffer, right? Some, sometimes those around us suffer with us, you know. And if your kids make <coughs> foolish, then you get to suffer with them, correct? You're like, what the heck were you thinking? <laughs> the wise. Those who are moving towards the Lord are called wise. This person is not perfect or, intel or, or an intelligent. Well, he could be intelligent, right? So he could be intelligent, but it's not like he's really smart. Well, I'm wise because I'm super smart. More that he has a heart of humility. Person is rather a person who will gain understanding and change his life based on what he hears in Scripture. And uh, um, we seek to walk as wise, as wise people in our life. And. Uh, um, And that proverb down below, it says, the wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, right? And I think that's, that's the problem with the simple or, or the uh, foolish is we don't just take a pause, like stop and pause and think through it, you know. Is this skateboard deal going to be a good idea? Do, you know, do I have any safety gear on? No, I've got shoes that are thongs and shorts on. You, you know what I'm saying? Is, this, is launching a rocket... You know, that lieutenant just said this isn't a good idea. Is launching this rocket a good idea? No. Why? Well, you just, you know, there's no pause. You got, you have, we get on this momentum. You know, standing on top of the top rung of a ladder, a good idea? I got this, right? I can do it. And that's that, that's that simpleton or that foolish behavior that causes us pain and suffering. That's when we can sing, all my hope is in Jesus Thank God that yesterday's gone. You know, uh, sometimes it's like, thank God my last idiot decision is yesterday and it's behind me. So how do we move forward? How do we move forward as, as wise men and women? Well, we know the truth. We know that if we walk in the truth and we live the truth and we abide in the truth, that the truth will set us free, right? You know what a Moab is? You know what a Moab is, right? Mother of all bombs. I'm going to drop a knowledge bomb on your head now. Right, Leo? The mother of all Proverbs. You, before we even get there, do you know what the mother of all Proverbs is? See if we can have a guess here. What's the mother of, what's the proverb that, you know, you, situation goes bad, you're like, oh, my old life is, what proverb do you go, what? Oh, we got some real Christians in this group. I know the rest of you were thinking it. You just don't want to yell it out. You didn't? <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will and he shall make your path straight. Man, I'll tell you, this is 
This is, uh, uh, this is, and that's why I call it, I even say, if you get into Proverbs 3, just read 3, it is so good to the heart, but trusting the Lord, that's, that's the struggle, right? What do you think is the biggest, well, first, if you're going to know the truth, right, if you're going to abide in, in Jesus, and you're going to know the truth, and you're going to study the truth, and you're going to walk in the truth, who, who do you think the enemy of the truth is? Come on, yell it out, church. Who's the enemy of the truth? Satan. Who's the great liar? Satan. All right, right. Who, who speaks when he just speaks? They're all lies. Okay. Don't say me, Annie. <laughs> don't don't say me, Annie. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know, and we're just going through all this, uh, the press and everything about collusion. Who colludes? Who's, who's in collusion with the enemy? Your flesh, right? I feel like your flesh and the enemy conspire to cause us to do knucklehead things in our lives. And then on the, on the other side of it, it's, it's like the enemy convinces our flesh. It's like, yay, yay, you can do it. You can. So then the flesh goes, I'm doing it. And then on the other side, the enemy is like, what kind of dirty scum are you that you would do that? You think God loves somebody like you? And comes the shame, right? And comes the, how could, how could God ever love me? But we've got the mother of all Proverbs here. Trust in the Lord God with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path thing that stands there's barriers barriers to to trusting god i feel like the very first one is pride you know when when we're too prideful you know there's that i think it's uh i get lost in scripture i think it's thessalonians where he says paul says hey rejoice rejoice in everything pray praying ceaselessly right always praying and give thanks in all things and always praying is just like uh the other day uh a friend of mine is like, hey, I know this guy, this doctor, he's got these two Range Rovers, and he just wants to get rid of them. Uh, and, and it's like a really great deal, but it's like a lot of money. And so my mind immediately was like, dude, I'll snap them up. I'll take them. I'll move them things. I'll make a bunch of cash. And then I thought, oh, man, hold on. You know, hold on here. Let's, why don't I pray about this, right? And that's where we're going to talk about. So we talked about pride, but here's, here's a... Uh, um, with humility, you see, that, and that's the thing, is grabbing a hold of these scriptures and knowing when, when we're prideful, when we're prideful, we just do our thing, things our own way. We just do it our own way. We just don't, there's no humility. There's no moment. And I know it's like a lot of times, especially for guys. I think guys are, I think ladies, maybe you're not as mule-headed as guys, but we're like, I got this. I got this. You know, and that's what we're going to talk. That's like one of the biggest barriers is self-sufficiency, Right? How many of you guys out here feel self-sufficient? Just me? Me and my cousin? <laughs> Is it in our blood? Were we bred for self-sufficiency? Man, I'm telling you what. You can feel like you are, uh, I mean, gosh, I go way back in my life. I felt like I could catch a tank round. I could jump off of anything. I like Rambo jumps off that cliff onto a tree and skids down, rips his arm up, stitches it up. You know, I stitched the guy up down in Panama who hit himself with a 
You know, you, you feel real self-sufficient till life, till life unfolds on you, and you realize when Scripture says you're a clay pot, you're like, man, I am a clay pot. I am weak, you know. But that, that's the good stuff. When you can grab a hold of your weakness and in that, Seek God, like a, in the song uh, that you guys were singing, like a wine press, getting, like a lot of those words, I'm sitting there going, whew, that's all painful stuff. You know, Lord, just smash all that ugliness out of me and darkness, and that's painful because it usually comes with, you know, that's life. It's like when, when Israel crossed over, Moses says, hey, you're headed to the promised land, and I'm telling you what, human nature you're going to forget you're going to forget all about God and all these things he's done how he's delivered you out of slavery how he's broke the chains of bondage you're going to get over there and you're going to forget you're going to get self-sufficient so don't forget and we're like that it's just in our nature as being able to come to God come to that scripture the mother of all scriptures and go Lord I trust in you Cultivating the habit of worry. Who is a worrier in here? Come on, raise all your hands. You know you're all worriers. Come on, Bill. You're a worrier. I can see it. You're worrying right now. <laughs> what a battle, right? What a stinking battle worry is. And it's, it's crazy, too, because you can, you can look at the situation and go, okay, I know God is in control. I know God's in control. And you can... You can uh, go through some scriptures and you start to calm your heart. And then it feels like, feels like the enemy just whispers in your ear, what about? And then you're right back at the beginning of the worry. You know, it's like this chihuahua just spinning and biting his tail. That's for Maddox, I threw that out. Uh, uh, just spinning and, you know, and the thing is, is, is when, we're, when we're worrying, there is no trusting the Lord. Our trust is in What's coming? What, what cataclysmic event is going to happen? And I can tell you this. This is a crazy thing. When I look back, I'm still like only 56, but when I look back, all the things I've worried about, right, that were huge, that were just monumental, uh, losing sleep, trying to go to sleep, waking up, stress, they never happened. They just never happened, right? Or when they did, it really wasn't that big of a deal. But I had this giant dragon beating its wings and fire coming out of it, and I had a little stick sword that wouldn't in Ah! <laughs> that's how our minds are, and that's why God says, keep all thoughts captive before Christ. Ooh, keep all thoughts captive before Christ, because Christ says if you know the truth, what does it do? Right. Right, and these are the barriers that stop us from being free. When we're quick to lean on others, right? Not saying that that's wrong. We want to lean on a brother or sister. But our leaning, lean not on your own understanding, should be on God. Lord, what do I do in this crazy situation? I don't even have an answer. You know, I've been in situations where I just don't even have anything to say, but just sit there going, God, what do I do here? You know, what What do I do? You can lean on others. You can, but you want to learn to lean on God, to trust God. And then God will show you. The, it's crazy. It's so funny. I have called people or people have called me right. And it's like, 
you're the guy I need to talk to, or you're the gal. You know what I'm saying? It's like God, you know, it's like allowing God's timing, you know, to unfold in our lives. When you maneuver or try to manipulate the situation, you guys ever do that? You see a you see a bad thing coming your way? Oh, I'll get out of this. Right? I know how to squirm and you know, I'll move, I'll I'll well I'll ignore it. Maybe I'll just pretend like it doesn't even exist. I mean, that is not trusting in God and going, okay, it's coming my way. God, what do you want me to learn out of this? Because I'll tell you, I don't like life lessons. I don't. I don't. I just want to say it. I just want to make that. I don't like them, right? And I tell God that. I don't want this lesson. Don't. Do not want it. But if I'm going to get this lesson, please let my stubborn side get it so I don't have to learn it again. Right? Does that make sense? Please, Lord, let me learn so that this can be a yesterday that I can go, wow, I learned really well from that one. I don't when you maneuver, I say, when you doubt biblical promises or wisdom, right? Well, that You're not going to go to the Bible if you doubt it, if you're a doubter, if you're Thomas, the doubting doubter of all things godly, right? You have to believe. You know, if you if you're if you're gonna seek freedom in God's word and Jesus Christ, you gotta believe. If you don't believe, how's it gonna how I mean this is just another book. It was funny, the other day I was at the gym, there's a are they motivational speakers? Is that what they call them? It's one of those guys that comes out, music's gone, he has a thing, yeah, you can do it, you can do it. Everyone's like screaming and everyone fireworks and then he's like you can do it you can do it and then people stand up I can do it and everyone's like yeah and so I was talking to him and I and it was funny because he said uh, I can't remember how we got on wisdom he goes yeah he goes here's the crazy thing he goes I take the Bible and that's where I get my wisdom this is what I talk about the Bible I he goes I just I just don't say God I just don't you know, which I don't know exactly what he says. Maybe he says the universe. But he takes the wisdom of the Bible. And then he said afterwards, people come up and they're like, wow, that is so good. Where is that stuff at? Where do you get that at? You're smart. And I don't know if he's like, oh, yeah, it's right here in God's word. Or if he's like, that's just the way I roll. <laughs> you know? I don't know if he does that. I like to think he leads a lot of people to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that. when your ears are open or when? When you're going through crisis and you realize that you're a clay pot when you realize that life is short when you're in a storm you know our eyes and our ears are open and at last feeling distant from God any of you felt distant from God what creates that distance is it God does God just like go I'm out you're being a weasel you're not trusting I'm out it's like God is always there. So like when I used to read the Old Testament, I'd be like, why, is, uh, why does God just like leave his people? Why does God not? And then, you know, obviously I realize it's the people leaving God. You know, it's not God leaving them. That's why he sent these prophets that would roll in and they'd go, we don't want to hear that. La, 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 la. They'd be preaching God's word saying, hey, turn back, turn back. Mm, maybe we'll turn back next week. And then they suffered. Our decisions make us suffer. Okay, so where are we? I really rolled right through this, didn't I? So Jesus was saying to the Paradise Springs Community Church, he was like going, Penny, 
if you believe in me and you abide in my word and you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will, not shall, because I want to say it all jangy, will set you free. But you have to apply it. You have to live in it. No different than climbing up on the top of a ladder and falling off and going, wow, how many times have I read, don't stand on this step. Definitely don't stand in this step, right? Same thing. This is God's word. It will set you free, but you have to apply it. You have to exchange what your flesh, who's in collusion with the enemy, have told you your whole life. History proves that man is prone to repeat his mistakes. Is that correct? Scott, can I get an amen on that? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, shoot. What happened? I got a jumpy thumb. Studying God's word and abiding in it will help us seek, see the truth, and the truth will make us free. Proverbs are short bites of wisdom designed to help us live a God-fearing life. And I think, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, if you get a little messed up in your Bible and you just need something to read, just read Proverbs. I'm like, nah, man, if you had, if I was stuck on an island with me and like a tennis ball or a softball or, or volleyball, and I had Proverbs 3, you know, and obviously already knowing Christ, but if I had Proverbs 3, wow, you know, Proverbs 3 is, is a, it's a mother of all Proverbs, isn't it? Right? Or do I just think it is? Hmm. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We've all been simple. We've all been fools. Man, it really pays to be wise. A wise man sees danger and seeks shelter. And what does the simpleton do? Continues on and then has to sing, All my hopes in Jesus. Thank God yesterday's gone. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you giving me your time, and I'm going to pray for us. Oh, hold on. This is where we really turn the corner and get really godly.